Hello and welcome to episode number 345 of the Super Horror Bros podcast. I am your host Matt and joining me as always is my brother Mike. Hello. How's it going? We're back. We are back after a one week hiatus which feels like such a long time for us. Um, I've got to be honest I didn't think it was going to happen. I thought I thought it was done. Yeah I think a lot of people did. <laughs> <laughs> but we're back. Evil Dead brought us back from sorry, the dead. Sorry. Um, we have we have rose from the dead. Yes um, but yeah we were both dead ourselves last week so <laughs> there was it was good because normally it's like one of us is ill and we have to make that call of like oh what are we going to do is one of us just going to like yeah. force through it but the fact that we were both dead just took the the option out of our hands it was yeah. so easy it made it simple it made it simple yeah it's just like, it's like oh you, you'll have to talk this week and you know or like yeah I'll, I'll do the news bit for you matt don't worry and like yeah whereas <laughs> it was like nah, nah we're both <laughs> yeah like last year when i just didn't have a voice for a month in all of october like that was fun yeah. but, um we, we figured it out we figured it exactly. out exactly um but yeah we're feeling a lot better now so we're back in the swing of things back with a pretty big release yeah. um obviously talking about a new evil dead film um first time we've got to do that for the podcast in a sort of official capacity even though we've talked many many times about obviously all of the films and the tv that we've had for evil dead um so yeah we'll get to all that stuff shortly uh but yeah there's a little bit of news this week not really too much really a few little small things um a couple of trailers came out in the past week um for i think we've talked about both these on the podcast before we certainly have this first one um we have both yeah i thought we had um but this was one that kind of we we had discovered through your upcoming list at the start of this year um mm-hmm. which is the last voyage of the demeter um i thought it was demeter but they seem to say demeter in the trailer um demeter demeter who knows yeah um i, I say dementor so. <laughs> yeah um but yeah this is that kind of dr- new take on a dracula story um you'd kind of mentioned we'd went over the synopsis at the start of the year that's kind of set on this boat um sounded pretty cool um but yeah we've got the first trailer now the first proper trailer ahead of its release in august um yeah what did you make of this obviously we're, we're seeing a lot of dracula stuff in recent memory mm. obviously we were supposed to see renfield last week but that was the one that kind of took the bullet when we were ill so uh hopefully we'll get to see that yeah. sooner rather than later um but yeah what, what did you make yeah. of this trailer yeah i thought it was all right i think um they were clearly not wanting to show us too much of dracula which i'm okay with um i thought it looked you know, a lot of it was kind of a bit darker and a bit more murder mystery than I kind of thought it would be. But I don't know. There was also some parts about it where I was like, I wasn't like really in. I, I was into the plot and into the idea of watching this movie more than I was the the actual trailer where I, where I was seeing images for the first time. And I was like, oh, I don't know. I don't know whether I am feeling this, actually. Mm. So I was kind of like a bit I was a bit torn on it, really. I don't. I don't think it was a bad trailer. I think it was more just me realizing, like, I'm not sure if I actually want this. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty much there. Like, I, I didn't enjoy the trailer, um, which I feel yeah. like has just been such a recurring theme lately. Like, I can't remember the last time I really was no, wild by a trailer. Yeah, like, they've just gone. It's been, I just feel like we're at an all time low for trailers. And. To the point where I'm almost might just stop including them in the news because I hate just being like, "Yep, another shit trailer." Hope the movie's good. Um, but I really feel that way just about so many this year. Um, mm. And yeah, this I agree with you that like stylistically, this wasn't what I was either expecting mm. or hoping for. It looked more glossy and more sort of mainstream than I was expecting. Um, I feel like I was expecting something a more darker, more stripped back, more of like an A24 type vibe whereas this feels more like a oh yeah it's a fun movie that has the dracula in that we're trying to sort of sell to the masses um but i still think that story is so cool and i think having it be this kind of short more contained dracula story just set on the singular location is a really cool idea um so yeah. I'll, still, I'll still give this movie a fair share for sure um and i hope it's just a victim of, of terrible trailers um because yeah i wasn't wowed by this one at all um but yeah then we got another trailer um for insidious the red door um 
Mm-hmm. which is coming this july um i feel like they are kind of billing this as the final chapter of this saga <laughs> i think so um but yeah this is the fifth one um obviously they're kind of tying it a lot to the original um especially in this trailer um but yeah i feel like you're you're certainly softer on this franchise i mean you've seen all the, all of the entries which is more than i have um but yeah what did you make of this with this new entry or this new trailer in fact yeah, I mean, <laughs> I'm softer on it only because you're so anti, I think, is, is probably it. By default, I have to then be a bit softer on it because it's it's hard to be lower on it than what you are. <laughs> <laughs> I think is the, the real answer to that conundrum. Because, yeah, I mean, I thought it was... It, 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 the only parts that interested me was a little bit like, do you know what? I liked Insidious. Like, I did like Insidious, the first movie, which you wasn't really hot on that one, whereas whereas I did like the first one. And I think a lot of this where it's talking, you know, showing little clips of the first one, and I'm like, oh, yeah, I kind of like that. And then they, you know, they have the returning cast members and stuff. I'm like, could could this, you know, be, be okay? But then as soon as it actually shows more of it, I'm like, just, it doesn't interest me. It really doesn't. I think, like, if Insidious came out now, I would be fatigued enough to not like it as much as I do. You know, back when it first came out, it was it was among the the first ones that were done to a very good level that I kind of did get good enjoyment from it. But but I I don't really see a see a future where this movie is something that I that I'll get too excited for. Yeah, th- this was weird for me because yeah, I've only seen the first one and the the last one, obviously the fourth one that we covered for the podcast, um, mm. which I hated that one. Um, and yeah, I never really liked the first one either. But I thought that this one looks kind of interesting. Like, I, I think the story is really cool. Um, I love bringing it back and kind of having this kid who's like grown up and going to college. Um, and, and this family have kind of... Mm like tried to keep it secret what really happened um and he's yeah. kind of like got these suppressed memories that he's like slowly unlocking and then they're gonna have to like tell him kind of what this what his family history is and stuff I'm like, oh this is really cool um for an insidious movie so i was was slightly more kind of hot on this one um obviously i'm like a huge patrick wilson fan so i think seeing him mm. kind of be the lead obviously he's directing this one as well but you know i'm more interested in him on on camera um and i think he he looks really interested in this as well in this kind of like father-son dynamic so yeah i, I thought this was better than i was expecting um to the point I think that... the problem is the second that they show insidious stuff mm. Like everything when you when you were talking about that synopsis and like the the hidden past and everything else, I was like, oh yeah, that's that's cool. And then you see like a giant red devil, yeah. like in the background going like, Meh. I'm like, oh god. Like <laughs> I think that's the problem where I'm at with them. But but yeah, yeah, it's it's like I'm I'm torn because on one hand I feel like there is a chance I might enjoy this film, um, and I just don't know whether I should go back and rewatch the first one or not. Um, because I've only seen it once. Let's like say I didn't like it. it. It's funny how, like, for you, you talk about at the time, and it's definitely valid that like you weren't sick of that subgenre mm. um, because it was fresh, like Insidious and The Conjuring and stuff. Whereas, like, I was tapped out from the get go. Like, I don't know what movies <laughs> did that to me. Whether it was just the tail end of Paranormal Activity or something, but like, I was. I I think it's just your dislike for the exorcist i think so yeah and that subgenre in general just, yeah yeah i think just like you know it's kind of almost like because you know, the exorcist is so highly regarded yeah. in like you know the horror community and it's a case of if you don't like that movie you you, you know you kind of just have that in your mindset because you know i'm not a huge fan of the exorcist oh yeah it's fucking um, visible um but yeah like i saw i i've yeah i've just never liked possession movies and it was weird because when that came out I remember giving that a go because it was so hyped. And I was like, yep, I just don't like these movies to the point that, yeah, I didn't watch The Conjuring until obviously when we were got around to doing The Conjuring 2 for the podcast that I then was like, okay, I'll give this one a go. And I was like, oh, that was quite decent. And then obviously I absolutely adored The Conjuring 2. Um, so, yeah, there is a world that I could enjoy this. But obviously, yeah, this isn't isn't my, my sort of cup of tea, as it were. But it wasn't... 
it wasn't like a painful trailer like we've seen some of these where i'm like oh the even the idea of us being like forced to watch it is painful whereas i was like no this this has some value i think um as like an insidious sequel tying it all together if they can kind of like end it fully that would be interesting um but obviously yeah the fact that i've not even seen like two and three and i can't remember anything about four anyway thankfully um yeah, but I think luckily this this movie is almost saying like, don't worry about it. Yeah, is it almost like, like a, one of those you know legacy sequels, as it were? Of like, are they just being like, yep, just the first one? Um, because I can't even remember what happened to um, what's her face, the um, the older woman who's in the film. Um, yeah, well, she because um, like, did she, she dies in yeah, one she, of them? Yeah, I was gonna say, so she dies that, in one of the sequels, doesn't she? She's like, yeah, so that's why she's like she's um, Randy in the film, Randy in it. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> what I was gonna say. Um, because um oh what the hell's her name uh uh lynn shay yeah lynn shay yeah um yeah so she because i think and i think that's pretty much what happened that her and the the like paranormal investigators took the lead in like yeah. the, the 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 other sequels so it is like oh, okay this one can just pick up from part one because the only the only kind of thread that they want to probably pull is to have a bit of Lid Shay in it. And I'm like, because they feel so like attached to her with this franchise, mm-hmm. I feel. Yeah. Um I don't really know why. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. But, it's a strange um, franchise. Like the, all of this stuff is very strange really? in general. And in, in, Insidious as like an offshoot is weird, but um, it's weird because yeah, so the final news story. Um, there's some double conjuring news. How exciting! Um, so yeah, kind of the, this has both happened in the past week. The kind of um, first one being that the the conjuring <clears throat> universe is expanding beyond the big screen um, because obviously everything so everything's going to the small screen now. Mm-hmm. So uh, are you are you excited for the conjuring? to to, <laughs> to go to the tv world because yeah this is i don't think we have oh this is coming to hbo max yeah or which will be now known as max going forward um this year which is strange um but yeah this is obviously so it's coming to like the best of them as it were no no <laughs> that's all we have on that no. one so that's part one you, ah, there's a fat no for no, that no. um no. It is set to continue the story established in the feature films, um, which just as a reminder, the eighth (laughs) film in that franchise is coming later this year in The Nun 2. Um, But if eight films and a TV show isn't enough to quench that thirst of The Conjuring, um, we have a title. I have an audio (laughs) book. We have a title for the fourth mainline movie. Um so the the title is the conjuring last rites um why wasn't it the last right <laughs> but what's so bizarre about this is there's no date there's no director there's no cast so i don't understand why we're getting a name for this um that to me feels like i remember when we had the conjuring free as like a working title for ages before they obviously called it the devil made me do it um we knew like oh yeah patrick wilson's in it and it's you know all, all of this continuation stuff and we knew all that we knew who was directing it and stuff like that but like we don't know anything about this film um so yeah this we, we have no idea when this is maybe like the tv show will set up what this is i mean oh, i just uh i really don't care um it really is bizarre how like especially like the conjuring is weird because i really liked that last conjuring movie as well um yeah i didn't mind it yeah like it was no. such a pleasant surprise to me but yeah when i look at this this universe as it were it really is just the core conjuring movies that i have any sort of enthusiasm for mm. you know all yeah, the annabelle sure. the nun and and all that other shite like i just don't care um so there is a world in which i could care about this and be good but it's this is a problem when you dilute your brand the way they're doing this. Like, th- this is a massive problem because I think I would have liked that last Conjuring movie even more than I did if it wasn't for all this other nonsense. You know, you're, I'm bringing so much baggage to the franchise at this point where I'm like, oh, is it going to be as shite as these other ones or is it going to be as good as the James Wan ones? And I feel like they kind of proved, to me anyway, that they could make a good movie without James Wan in the director's chair, which I honestly thought was impossible. Like, I really thought, like, oh, the only reason why I care about this franchise is because of James Wan. Um, so the fact that they were able to pull that off was, like, a massive success to me. But, yeah, I just don't know. It's just weird. Like, I, I feel like no one likes these movies, but they must make money. 
Um, otherwise, they wouldn't keep doing them, and they wouldn't yeah, keep spinning they're, them they're off. Just, they're just the perfect formula for cinema horror. Mm. You know, for for people that don't love kind of you know watching horror every week, they just want to go to the cinema, get a bit scared, jump in their seats, and then kind of leave. You know. And and I think you know when when you when we've had movies for the podcast that we've reviewed like Midsummer that have been like heavily advertised and posters everywhere and like casual normal people go into the cinema to watch that for like a fun little ride <laughs> and it just like fucking breaks their 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 mindset of <laughs> everything and you and you know you, you 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 know those sorts of movies you know trick the mainstream into going to see him and what the mainstream want is a conjuring movie where it's just like loud noises, scary faces, day night cycle, remotely happy ending at the end, Mm. you know? And, and that's why they kind of work because they are just formulaic and, and tick those boxes. I think. Yeah, I think you're absolutely right. Like it's just, it's really weird to think that there's a massive horror franchise, like undoubtedly one of the biggest ever now in terms of Mm. size of the movies, in terms of quantity of movies, in terms of money made. And like, I just don't think it has any hardcore fans. It feels like a franchise that is like what you just said, purely built for that casual audience. And that's, it's going to have such a weird place in the genre going forward, isn't it? Of like when people look back on these franchises, even in recent years with like Saw and Paranormal Activity and stuff that obviously broke out in a big way, they all had like their niches and like like, there's still people that'd be like, I love the Paranormativity movies, whereas I feel like this franchise just doesn't have that. Yeah, well, I think, um, you know, it, it reminds me a lot of, like, you know, Fast and the Furious, mm. where it is just, like, it is this perfect formula of just, like, the epitome of a dumb action movie. This find the, like, the the most stereotypical action guys. Let's put these crazy scenes in. Let's just put all of these real, like, you know, it, you know, it's it's what James Bond did back in the day, and it's just kind of like, you know, the, that's what the Conjuring is for the horror franchise, where it's just ticking all of these boxes and and just shoving a, you know, let's just put this villain in, you know, a nun, a a ghost, a doll, whatever, and and it will it will you know get bums on seats yeah it's just weird because like say even with that like fast and furious has its hardcore fan base of people that are like oh yeah i watch tokyo drift every other week and stuff like i just i don't see that with the conjuring um it must exist because every like every franchise has it but it's just it's such a minority to the point that it's i've never heard from it i've never experienced it i've never met someone who's like yeah i'll just throw on the nun or or throw on annabelle creation because i love all of those films like I just need some Annabelle creation. Yeah, I, I feel like people like The Conjuring a lot, and then they kind of tolerate the rest. Um, <laughs> and maybe there's like one that people will will gravitate towards. But yeah, I just I don't care about any of them other than the mainline films. Um, but yeah, um, it will continue to run and run, of course, because it makes a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, shall we shall we talk about the return of another horror franchise? I mean, we better. It's going to be a difficult one to unpack. <laughs> Let's talk about Evil Dead Rise. So yeah, I feel like I mean this one's this one's been on the horizon for a very long time. Um, indeed. Yeah, we've been we've talked a lot about Evil Dead. Obviously, the absolutely incredible Ash versus Evil Dead for its amazing three seasons, um, and it feels like since that ended, really, um, which I guess was about four years ago now, is when we've really been hearing a lot about they want to do another film. Um, kind of what would that be there was obviously talks for many many years about fede alvarez kind of doing a a sequel to his evil dead um that never happened um obviously he went on to do other things and then they kind of flirted around the ideas of like do we do we do like a bruce campbell style movie do we do a complete reboot and then they kind of ended up with this you know we've spoke about this a lot in the news um where it's doing a lot of things different for evil dead um you know not being set in a cabin in the woods primarily is kind of the main the main takeaway i think the biggest change as it were um and i think the other thing that was so weird for the longest time was that from the moment we this got announced it was always going to be an on-demand film 
um mm. this was always a straight to streaming service and kind of we've seen a lot of big franchises like hellraiser like prey which is obviously the latest predator movie like a lot of these um sequels have gone straight to streaming and this was gonna be straight to hbo max and it was only due to a like really positive test screenings um the warner bros decided like no we're gonna actually put this out in theaters and kind of treat this like a big film um which is just weird they really pushed it out as well because like all of that is in like sounds like then the movie would just come out for a couple of weeks at the cinema but then like you know it's had a huge push over here you know there's posters and trailers you know i've seen loads of stuff you know to 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 get this out it feels like a big horror release 100 that wasn't going to be the case no (laughs) absolutely right this isn't like malignant where it was like oh we'll put it out in theaters and it will come to the streaming platform i think that was day and date in the states which killed it anyway um but even if it was a case of oh yeah we'll put it on afterwards or whatever and we'll just put it out there for the people that want it it's like so you're absolutely right they are pushing this like a big film um it's been marketed a lot i think a lot of people were excited for it i think it had a fairly good like well-received trailer um and like i say obviously with those early screenings being so positive they were like oh yeah we can probably make some money here and i think as well like warner bros left so much money on the table in recent years with just putting stuff on hbo max instantly Mm. and i feel like obviously that was a sign for covid at the time that they kind of had to do that out of necessity but like i just feel like they're so far past that now like they want to go back to big budget films and making a lot of money at the cinema um and yeah if they can do that with a pretty low budget horror film as well this is um under 20 mil so pretty low budget one mm. um and it's i think it's already made double that as well so this is like it was clearly a, a, a you know a good decision all round to put this in theaters um mm. but that's kind of the technical aspect aside obviously yeah we're huge evil dead fans of everything mm. obviously the four previous movies and the tv show um and now we're here with a fifth entry um yeah indeed yeah what's what's evil dead rise all about um yeah so i mean the the movie predominantly takes place in a in a um apartment building uh pretty much all on the 13th floor of the apartment building um and we meet um oh god which one's the mum um risa is it the mum or I can't, I can't remember. Anyway, we have we have um mum and three children and um the auntie uh coming to visit and that evening is when a major earthquake decides to strike the building. Um we find out uh, the, the kind of as this movie was going on, I was like, okay, how the fuck are we going to get the book of the dead or deadites or whatever in this apartment mm. and, it, and it turns out that the apartment building was once a bank and that bank had a hidden vault and inside that hidden vault was the book of a dead <laughs> i'm i love it i love it so we definitely watched last year's hellraiser movie <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so earth, earthquake strikes it unearths a cracked chamber which is the bank vault that it was uh, has been hidden for a number of years and the book of the dead is discovered uh, along with some vinyl <laughs> um and luckily the kid that finds it fucking loves vinyl yeah. um because i gotta be honest if i found some vinyl i i ain't, I ain't got no way to play it no. like yeah, yeah, I I I just don't. <laughs> yeah me too me too but i don't like this vinyl you know. by the way is from 1923 <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but do you not know that vinyl doesn't have a shelf life? Apparently so, and it was around in yeah. 1923, which I didn't realise. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I can neither confirm or deny that, but it does seem a stretch. Um, and um, <laughs> God, and so the yeah, the audio gets played. The deadites um, arrive, and primarily the mother gets infected, and. Um, yeah, she joins the maggots pretty early on mm. and is is basically infected and terrorizing the family and the inhabitants of the rest of the floor um, for, for the rest of the movie. Um, you know, it, it's weird, really, because um, I do think with this movie, we've spoken a lot about trailers in general, but also on this episode, the, the, the trailer of this movie pretty much just, just shows you the meat and bones of what this movie is that yeah it's the mum 
trying to fuck up the rest of the family mm. basically for the rest of the movie um and and you know that um they, they in a hilarious manner managed to get trapped on the the 13th floor because the lift breaks and the staircase just disappears just it just disappears <laughs> <laughs> um and i love the fact as well that there's like oh there's a fire escape that has a a ladder that leads down to the ground, but it's in someone's apartment <laughs> yeah. and we don't have a key for it. I'm like, why is that not like all public? Just this one dude has a fire escape. I kind of like, love that though. Cause I imagine that's probably true. Like it, it, it sounds so yeah. stupid and it's definitely in line with this. Like this is a condemned apartment as well. That has already kind mm. of been, been labeled as condemned that everyone's got to leave within a month basically. Cause this place is such a shithole. And I think that they're, they're literally going to knock it down, aren't they? Yeah. It's being demolished. Yeah. yeah. Um, also, so with the characters' names, Ellie is the uh, the mother uh, figure, ah. and Beth is her sister. Um, ah, okay. Just so we know going forward. Um, yeah, mum and mum and sister is probably <laughs> how I'm going to continue to describe them. Fair I'm not going to lie. Fair enough. Um, definitely, mum. Like definitely. Um, but yeah, I mean, do you want to go into your thoughts on on Evil Dead Rise, the 2023 version of an Evil Dead movie? Yeah, I can do. It's like this movie's so weird. I I feel like it's been a few days since we saw it, and I still don't know how I feel about it. Um, because on on a technical level, I feel like most of what this movie does is pretty good, um, if not great. Um, mm. Like definitely when we get into the nitty gritty is when i'll kind of start to kind of go into it a bit more but like on, on a surface level i think this is a really well-made film um but for some reason it just didn't remotely resonate with me um on any sort of level it, it just kind of like washed over me and i was just like oh yeah yeah i guess all oh, the mum's like in uh, mum's a bit crazy now oh yeah she's gonna attack them all oh, this is some pretty insane gore and then the movie just kind of ends and and like i was never invested i i never thought i was having fun which i think is like what easily one of my biggest issues which i feel like will circle around a lot is like when i think about evil dead i always think about fun um and this obviously this conversation is going to branch into so many different areas because like evil dead means so many different things and it has so many different faces and forms at this point but I even comparing it to Fede Alvarez's film, which I think is something else that's also going to get brought up a lot, mm-hmm. is like that movie is so fun and it doesn't have the Bruce Campbell wacky tone of the original <clears throat> films. And it's certainly not the ludicrousness of Army of Darkness. It's, it is a more straight laced horror film um, that is really, really fun. And I just didn't get any level of fun really watching this film. Um, it's, there was two movies that really popped into my head watching this. The first one, and you have to kind of stay with me for both these comparisons. Um, but the first one was Antlers, which um, I remember when we saw that film. And I was like, yeah, this is a really well-made horror film that for some reason I just don't think anything about. Like, I, it had no emotional resonance to me. There was barely anything that I kind of took from it. And I was like, but but why? And it was really hard for me to kind of put my finger on it. Um, because I thought I thought everything was very competent other than some like obvious things in terms of just a lot of it being very dark which is also a, a problem that I think this film has um, you know and 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 also th- there's like a few of the classic horror issues like I think the two glaring ones for me is every scene's dark as fuck um, to the point where nothing looks good um it absolutely looks like a streaming service movie as well i I will Mm -hmm. say like i don't think anything about this looks like it should be seen on the big screen to the point where it felt that way it felt intentional of like some of the stuff we've seen at fright fest where it's like oh this is not supposed to be seen on a screen this big like this is making the movie look actively worse because i'm seeing it on the big screen um so i thought that was a problem but then the other one is and this is such an issue just in general with like most modern horror films but it's the sound design obviously loud noises yeah, the, the sound design's fucking abysmal like it, it was taking me out of the movie so much because it, w- it would just be a case of like oh a character slowly turning around a room and the the loud kind of like violin scratches and other like annoying sounds that you get in horror films was so loud and jarring that it felt like they were coming 
that they were being played before the jump scare. So, like, I'd hear the loud violin thing, and then suddenly, oh, there's a dead eye, and it, it, it was almost, almost comical, um, which would have worked better, because that would have given me fun, um, which the movie didn't. Instead, like, those scenes started to irritate me a bit, and I, and I was, I, the scenes that I really liked were just when we were in the breadth of the action which is a lot of the finale. I think a lot of the finale is very good. And like that, that is probably the only part I would describe as fun is like when we actually get out of the apartment, funny enough, um, which Mm -hmm. is another issue. This movie has is like, once we get out of the, the restraints that for some reason, this movie wanted to put on itself, it ends up becoming a much better film. Um, but it just kind of flows at that point. It's not focused on let's slowing it down to ramp it up, slowing it down to ramp it up because that cycle was what was really, annoying me um because the slowdown meant that okay we're focusing on characters and my god did i not give a shit about anyone in this film um and then it would ramp up in 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 scenes of action and horror that was so annoying with the sound design and also really poorly shot because of how dark it was that it was just really taking me out of it um and it's a shame because I think the violence in general is fantastic. And it's clearly something that they wanted to get right because Evil Dead's known for it. Um, but it's something that was spoken about a lot. Like, just having a lot of blood is is not is not enough these days. Um, and, I, and I feel like so many of the notes that this movie's trying to hit was, was hit so much better in Evil Dead 2013 on, like, every single level. Um, I really don't want to, like, bash this movie massively, even though I clearly already am. But, like, the one hill that I will die on with this film is that I, I categorically think that Evil Dead 2013 is better than this film in every single aspect. Um every technical level that you could put and directly compare the two whether it's the characters the plot the cinematography the violence the fun factor any single thing the sound design obviously um like everything about it and it's it's not fair to just directly compare it to that but they this movie lands so much better if you didn't think that movie existed if you were coming off of evil dead as a completely different thing that was just the bruce bruce campbell canon this maybe would have more of a place but it's like this just feels like a cheap poor imitation of that film and and i don't know if that's what it it was of like they were trying so hard to to get a sequel to that movie off the ground for so long that they ended up basically making their own cheap imitation that is in fact an official evil dead movie because that's to me what this felt like it felt like someone watched that movie and was a huge fan of it and then went, oh, let's just do that in Apartment Block. W- w- why? I don't know. It would just be different. Like, that's another massive frustration is, like, their big selling point of taking it out of the cabin in the woods and putting it in this Apartment Block, I feel like they didn't earn that at all. Um, there's one scene in the movie that, that honestly makes me think, like, oh, this is why they did it. And it's like it's so obvious when you watch the film like i don't even want to spoil it here but it's like one of the coolest scenes in terms of visuals um and violence mm. and it, it really felt like that classic thing that we've said typically with endings of films yeah where they were like oh what, what this kind of remixed yeah. scene was a cool camera trick yeah like oh what if we did like the shining meets evil dead that would be cool wouldn't it like well how how do we do that and then they backtracked mm. from there and they just never earned it and it's like yeah if you watch if you see that scene out of context it's gonna look badass like it's a really cool scene um um, but it's not earned, and it do- it certainly doesn't make up for the rest of the film. Um, there's so much to go into in terms of characters and, and all sorts of other stuff. But I'm I'm hoping that uh, you you love this film, unlike I did. But like my my closing thought for now is that um, as a film, similarly with like Spiral from the Book of Saw, like I think this is a good film, weirdly enough, um, and is well made. But like the Evil Dead fan in me could not have got less from this film. Um, and I think when when we saw Scream 6 this year, that is an amazing horror film. But the Scream fan in me fucking loved it. And, and it ticked all of those boxes. And it, and it was like, yes, this is Scream. Oh, my God, I'm seeing a great new Scream film at the cinema. This is awesome. That's the feeling that I desperately wanted. And I didn't get any of that. I was like, oh, yeah, so when – oh, we still seeing an Evil Dead film. Oh, fuck, I've seen it. Like, just nothing about this felt Evil Dead to me. And it's it's weird because it, it should do because it's on, like, a on a binary list. It does tick a lot of the boxes. But for me, it's a feeling that I had watching the film, and that feeling is just not there. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, 
one of the things that you touched upon was, you know, obviously Fede's Evil Dead and the original trilogy. And this feels like the step between those two movies, mm. not the step post Fede's movie, where it's like, oh, OK, we want to make a bit more of a serious, tonally kind of Evil Dead movie, but we haven't fully embraced that yet. And it almost feels like this movie came out and then we got then we got the, the, the Evil Dead, um, Fede's Evil Dead. Um, like it feels like they come out in the wrong order. Um, but I don't, I don't disagree with, with a lot of what you said. I think the biggest, the biggest problem I have with the movie is the characters and how not the the most likable character by a mile is the mum, And she becomes a deadite very quickly. Mm -hmm. And she's the only one with any sort of depth and story and everything else. They try to have this pregnancy with the, with the sister, with her sister. That's just, pointless I'm still waiting for that to go somewhere <laughs> like i really thought that was going somewhere the son is incredibly annoying the the older daughter is incredibly annoying the younger daughter is pretty damn annoying um you know the, none of them i was particularly rooting for um and and yeah i think in terms of substance and in terms of feeling i, I agree a lot in what you were saying that you know it really didn't hit a lot with me um but what i was able to do was just take myself out of that and out of the evil dead and just be like man this is a really bloody violent movie at times that i was getting to see at the cinema which unless you sat at fright fest you don't get this often Mm. and i was like oh this is a big release a lot of people are seeing it and it's super fucking bloody and violent and i'm like i'm I'm grateful that we're continuing this trend that, you know, we saw these screen movies that weren't holding back on the age rating and this evil dead movie isn't holding back on it. And yet it's still killing it and making double its budget straight away. And I'm like, I'm happy about that, that like we are getting to see those type of movies instead of these Megans coming out. Um, but yeah, this really doesn't feel like an evil dead movie more than anything it just feels like a very violent homage more than anything to to evil dead you know i think about um oh god what the hell was that movie that was like a battle royale uh the thingy project the belco oh yeah belco experiment yeah yeah where there was so many homages to evil dead Mm, in that movie great film and it was a great film um this feels like that, where it was like, oh, this is just like a procession movie where they're obsessed with Evil Dead, and then they get, they also like churn someone up in a bloody hedge. I don't even know what that thing <laughs> is. A Christmas tree mangula. Yeah, like, let's go with that. Yeah, um, just because it's cool and violent. Yeah, like, and I'm like, okay, cool, and like, you know, I had a good time with that. And yeah, if this was just like a random crazy ass horror movie that was an 18 rated that was very bloody and played a lot of homages to evil dead i probably would be a lot higher on it but yeah it didn't it didn't feel yeah like you say it ticks so many of the boxes like the dead eye like is like the mum, and she's decent she has some decent stuff you know they they get the they get dead by dawn in there they get chainsaws in there they get you know a lot of different things in there and um it, you know, the, the the Book of the Dead is in there. We get we get them reading the bloody, you know, speaking the text. Um, by the way, while you were talking, as far as my research shows, uh, vinyl records came out in the 1940s. Right. <laughs> yeah. So, that, well, so that, was there, a, that was a fuck up. I mean, the recording um, was from the 20s, but when was it put on vinyl? Oh, I didn't. I didn't ask them <laughs> to, to film that. I don't know. I don't know. Um. Yeah, and so, like, yeah, it felt like a lot of things were in there to make it feel like an Evil Dead movie, but it didn't feel like an Evil Dead movie. And in a lot of ways, I would almost say that there was more things in this one than than Fede's in terms of, like, box ticking, where, in you know, instead, the, the movie we got with Fede's movie was its own spin, and it was original enough, but still felt like an Evil Dead. And that's that's where these things get difficult, where it's like you don't have to have all of the DNA. You just got to have the right elements of the DNA with your own spice added to it. Um, but yeah, I didn't, I didn't hate this one. I, I, I ended up just enjoying the violence more than anything. Mm. I think especially the, you know, as soon as they got, um, 
out of the apartment, the movie was way more enjoyable as well. Um, and I think it, I enjoyed the ending. I think it was a fun, really over the top ending. Um, and ultimately, when you watch a movie that you had an ending you enjoy, you, you leave it with a bit more of a smile on your face. Yeah. And I, and I did, and I did enjoy the ending. Um, but I do think there was a spell of the movie when they were trapped in that one apartment. And I, it was really asking the question, why aren't we in a cabin? You know, cause we're in this building, there's a ton of people, the whole, the whole kind of enjoyment for me of this evil dead idea was, Oh shit, this is going to be like deadites everywhere. It's going to be like record, you know, and all these deadites in this apartment and they're slowly going to be going from grand, the first floor up and you're trapped because of that, because they're below you and you know, they're above you. <clears throat> And I thought it really could have been, you know, more like that. And then we were confined to this apartment for most of the movie with just the three children, the mum and the, the the auntie. And it was like, man, I, where where's everyone else? Mm-hmm. Like, you know. And then when we got moments of everyone else, it was it was um, you know some of the best parts of the film. Um, and I just think that's where they missed the trick is that they didn't they didn't use their unique. Um, point was that they were in this apartment block. They're in the, the, you know, they're in the world much more instead of just being in this isolated cabin in the middle of nowhere. So lots of people can turn up and get attacked and turn into deadites and do cool things. And yeah, like I said, I just thought it would be more recording tone. And, and it does make you think more and more that, yeah, they had this one scene in mind and they're like, Oh, okay, we're going to be in an apartment, but we really want to be isolated. And we want this to be, the story of the family. We want this. The, we want the auntie to become a mother and mother these children because she's got her own potential pregnancy to deal with. You know, we want the young girl to have this arc and all of these things. And we were just so focused on that, and we wanted it to be this intimate story. Oh shit! There's loads of people. Oh well, they just, we're just going to confine them to the apartment, mm. and then we can then we can just have our one cool scene, and then and then confine them to the apartment. And yeah, it does. It does feel that way. Um, I do think as well that like I, I I struggle when I don't understand the rules of what's going on. Where the videotape, sorry, the the, the vinyl recording gets played, and the mum gets infected while she's in the elevator. Mm. Um, like, why does she get? Why does she get infected? And then. Uh, and then with the other children, like sometimes, like you know, one of them got attacked with a tattoo gun, and now she's infected. Other people get beat up and bitten and scratched and whatever. They don't turn infected. Some people die and stay dead. Some people die and turn infected. And I just kind of like, I don't know. They just, just, I just felt like. I think if I was to look at the original Evil Dead and certainly the second Evil Dead with like Ash, and it's like, oh. Why does his hand just get infected as opposed to everyone else with their whole body? Do you know what I mean? Like mm. you can, you can pull it apart. But I think when the movie's not enjoyable, because I'm like, I don't give a fuck why Ash's hand just got infected because it was gold. That's cinema gold. Him attacking. Each is having a good time to watch um, about the minutiae yeah, yeah. and stuff like yeah, that. Exactly. Exactly. I'm like the man is fighting with his own hand and chopping it off. I don't give a fuck why that makes sense. Whereas with this, I was sat there and I was like, so why is this person now infected? Like what? Why? And and so yeah, they didn't they didn't make the movie enjoyable enough for me not to think about it, and they didn't give enough rules and answers to make sense about it. And and I think that's that's ultimately where my disconnect came from. Yeah, that is another. They needed they needed to do one or the other, you know. Yeah, that's definitely another element of this movie that just feels weak. Of like it, like say the the established rules do feel messy um in a lot of different ways but i I think one of the things i did like was the i did like the vinyl in general like i think the idea of playing these kind of old recordings of of a you know a long long time ago who found this book and uncovered it like it is funny that they essentially recorded them saying the passages and then like Mm. the next one it's like oh flip the other side and play it like oh yeah this is really bad like you shouldn't have done this (laughs) like maybe maybe um but i like that because it was it's like weird undertones that it could have been just tonally better because i think that being funny is a good setup um i like how they discovered it as well like how ludicrous it was like 
yeah. kind of earthquake in this giant hole. And I love that the kid just jumps down this hole. Because I'm like, yeah, that's exactly what a dumb kid would do. He'd be like, oh, there's a fucking hole in this building. And, oh, shit, there's something down there. And before even thinking, he's just in mm. this hole, um, which was great. Like, that was fun as well. Um, or at least was kind of an attempt at fun early on. And I love that he's just stealing shit as well. He's just like, oh, yeah, I'm just going to take well, this fucking this vinyl. I, 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 I love that it was like random shit as well, because that's what a kid would do, where it was like, oh, I like vinyl. I'm taking that vinyl. This book's fucking weird. You know, there was no rhyme or reason no. to it. It was just this dumb kid taking shit, and I, I, I did find that amusing. Yeah, like the, these, these things on paper could work if you just established like actual character. You know, like siblings is such an easy thing to get right. I feel like in any form mm. now, where it's like you can easily create these kind of dual siblings. There's such good comedy there. Like we all know about it, and like it's it's been done to so effect. Whether whether you go from like a really young age of like a, a you know early Stranger Things, even up to like late teens, like there's so mm. much there. There's so much flavor that you can get from a, a dueling kind of love hate relationship of siblings, especially between a boy and a girl. So like it, I wouldn't have even guessed. They were siblings, you know, they mm. really didn't feel no, no one did. connected. I, I don't think yeah. anyone did, which is, again, another issue of just failure of characters. But I didn't believe they were sisters. I didn't believe she was the mom to the family. Like, none of it. I mean, I, I certainly didn't believe she was a tattoo artist either. That was something that was so glaringly <laughs> obvious to me of, like, no, you just look like an actor who's got some a few shitty fake tattoos. Because um, that could have been used so well as well. Of, like, the whole tattoo thing and the tattoo gun. Mm. Um, that could have been... Should start like recreating the book yeah. as a tattoo or something, you know. Yeah, but there's so much potential there. Um, but the you yeah, you talked about the end, and I do think the ending of the the family the main core story is very good and kind of once we get out of the apartment shit starts going at such a speed and i really like a lot of those scenes um mm, yeah i forgot that that's the fake out ending <laughs> yeah like i don't yeah we'll get into that in a sec but yeah I, I don't want to spoil kind of what happens but like um i i love anything to do with like rat kings uh, i'll leave it at that and like their their kind of visual yeah. visualization of that was so cool um so i really dug that as a finale um but yeah the fact that this movie basically has a wraparound um it has a big uh, you know a thing at the start and a thing at the end which has nothing to do with this family or this apartment block and it kind of ties it all together and I found it to be awful, like really, really, really awful. Um, I don't like the opening scene at all now that I think about it. Like I'm thinking about it more now where we we start with the classic first-person camera swinging through the woods, but something about it feels off in this film. And I don't know if it's because it was more like animated rather than actually done, but like it didn't feel the way it's felt in every other Evil Dead film and TV show to me. Mm. Um, the use of of the credits so like title cards and words oh, in the world this was something that happened like 15 years ago and was dog shit then and and luckily we kind of went away from it but then, but then sometimes it'll just rear its ugly head and i think that's what ruined that first person shot for me initially because it's like words like written by and stuff are going on the screen and it just looks so fucking cringe um but then i, I it was almost for me like a throwback where like it was that was such a thing like you say yeah. probably longer than 15 years ago where it was in a lot of movies and it was all and i never liked it no. but it was almost like i had i had shit nostalgia where i was like watching for this and i was like oh, i kind of like that they've done it yeah see i just have like nothing but resentment <laughs> just, for it just to remind me of the shit <laughs> yeah like if i watch a movie of that era i'll get that feeling because i'll go oh, i remember when people thought this was cool and like like i think one of the mission impossible movies i think it's the third one has like loads of it and it just constantly in scenes of like where they are in the world and stuff and i'm like oh it's so bad and it dates that movie mm. in such a horrible way but like i love it because it's that film's charm for when it came out um but yeah for this it's just awful but then it completely ruins the end of this opening scene which is supposed to be this like cool shot but the way they put the title of this movie in the film i i hated it <laughs> so much um so that's terrible and then yeah just the way the ending tries to be clever and like tie this all together like i just didn't think it was again earned or not it, it, it's it felt like the obvious forced intro because we needed a horror scene we couldn't um, yeah we couldn't just have 10 minutes of people ordering pizza in an apartment because these characters suck anyway um and then it's like oh well how do we how do we get that in the intro oh well let's kind of undercut our own ending 
because the movie should have ended the way it ended which was the most badass part of the whole film and like and, and yep. it's the classic evil dead blood dr- blood drenched scenes like again it's nowhere near the level of the stuff we get in Freddy alvarez's film which is the end of the film like the raining blood sequence is so fucking epic and it's it's the end of the film um but instead we get another six minutes of of just like nothingness and it's just so boring and yeah i i didn't i i thought the wraparound unfortunately really undermined like the the few good things because yeah there are things about this that i enjoyed for sure and and i do want to take it back to what i said about the movie antlers where it's like i think this movie's technically so much better than i'm giving it credit for and even spiral to to a lesser disc- extent as well um it's just the feeling that i had watching it was nothing like what i wanted um but it's also i i wouldn't be shocked about people liking this at all like this isn't one of those movies that, that where i like when i watched like no, the I, recent I halloween movie. movies i'm like i don't understand how anyone could like halloween ends like truly um it's so bad on every level whereas i'm like oh no i can totally see why people would really like this film and be like it was awesome mm. it just it just wasn't for me unfortunately yeah, I think I, I did like this movie because I did just enjoy a lot of the, mm-hmm. the dumbness of it. And I think um, it is it is hilarious to wrap around, though, because, again, it's something that we've spoken about a lot where people feel like they have to start a movie in a certain way. And also people, it almost feels like it's frustrating because it shouldn't happen. But because the wraparound would have been better if, well, not the wraparound, the opening scene would have been better if we hadn't seen a trailer for this movie mm. because it would have felt like, oh, this is the new cabin. It's this weird pointy cabin and, okay, what's going on here? And then it kind of cuts and it's like, oh, no, it's not in the cabin at all. But when it was like we got that scene and the scene was meh, the opening scene, and then it just cuts and it says one day later, uh, one day earlier. Yeah. And I was like, one day earlier? I was like, what the fuck? And then, and then, yeah, then the entire movie is the one day earlier, which um, is fine. And then, and then suddenly the movie ends and we just get this tiny little scene that ties in, oh, okay, that's, that's how this person gets infected for the opening scene. And yeah, it just felt like it deterred from the actual movie because for a chunk of the movie, I was sat there thinking... Okay, so when are we going to skip a day and get back to the cabin in the lake yeah. or, or what? And, you know, and, and everything else. And it was almost like it felt like they were trying to do a fake out where they had that opening scene and then ping you to somewhere else. But because we've seen the entire trailer with majority of it in the apartment, we know that's going to happen. And then, yeah, and then secondly, the entire end of the movie, it, it it genuinely felt like the movie was shot and then they went, oh, fuck, what about the wraparound? And then they went, well, we've still got the bloody car park down below. Oh, yeah, let's just get well, let's just get the actress in there and we'll get her to, like, mm-hmm. you know, just fuck around for a couple of minutes. You know, because, yeah, when I say I enjoyed the ending, I'd almost blocked out, like, that last <laughs> the little actual bit. Because, yeah, I, I, I enjoyed the family's ending. And when... <laughs> when when that ended i then kind of i walked out the cinema in my mind <laughs> yeah it's it, <laughs> but that's it, not quite what happened like, i completely agree with you that it does feel like a fake out but it almost you could have done like a reverse fake out because obviously for years all we've said is we're taking it away from the cabin in the woods so if Ooh. we'd only heard that and then seen this for the first time that would have been interesting but obviously we saw the cabin in the trailer so we know that in this film we're going to see a cabin and we're going to see most of it in the apartment block and that's exactly Ooh. what we got um but i also feel like the way they tell it with the whole one day earlier and kind of setting up this opening of oh it's the it's the evil dead rise of this dead eye and look at this crazy thing that's happened why has this happened to then go to one day earlier it feels like all of this is then just a precursor to be like yeah. oh yeah this is this is all fine but you shouldn't really care about this family in the apartment because the real story of evil dead actually happens in a cabin in the woods and it's like but we never go back there <laughs> Like it's it's just a weird again it's one of those small things it's just a weird weird choice um, but yeah it's I'm I'm really disappointed like o- like overall um, this isn't a bad film not by any stretch of the imagination but like I've never been so disappointed by a movie this good before um, <laughs> because yeah I just don't feel anything about this like obviously I've kind of kicked it a lot because we're breaking it down but like I really don't hate the film in the slightest it just washed over me and I was like oh yeah that wasn't 
that wasn't what I wanted, unfortunately. And sometimes that just happens. Um, like I say, it, it's rare on the podcast that I'm kind of lost. And I obviously I've come up with many different reasons why it didn't work. But like sometimes mm. it is just a feeling thing because that was kind of like my yeah. reasoning with Antlers where I was like, this should, this is like a top 10 worthy film in my opinion, in terms of how good it is. But it was nowhere near my top 10, just based upon how I felt watching it. Um, and I don't think this is that level because I have a lot more issues with this film in general, but also that's different because that was a brand new film that I was bringing nothing to the table. Yeah. Whereas this is different. Like I'm bringing my evil dead fandom to the table and, and you can, people can say I'm biased or whatever. Um, but like th- it is what it is. And I'm just saying my thoughts on this film and, it, and, and for me, this doesn't deliver on evil dead. And I think it's certainly, when i will start to potentially attack this movie over the coming years is when any time i hear this even mentioned in the same fucking breath as fede alvarez's yeah that that does yeah that's the thing that well it more annoys me that that we don't deserve fede's movie no we don't when i say we i mean i mean like the rest of the world yeah and like everyone, like I saw multiple articles that was calling Freddy's movie overrated. Stupid. The racist bias is just ridiculous. It, it made me so salty. Yeah. Where I was like, Freddy's Evil Dead is movie of the year that year, like worthy. Like we weren't doing the podcast. Like it was that was my favorite horror movie that year. But I can't say that I did the due diligence um, fully. But but um, it's arguably it the best remake of all time. In... Like it's so good. Yeah, it's you one know, of the best and, horror movies and, of the last ten years. Still, you know. Um, and I just think, like, well, you know, this movie is just like it's an okay fun movie. Like I say, mm. I like this movie. I think as well. Like seeing it in the cinema was a was a you know good experience the sound was very annoying but seeing that level of violence on the big screen isn't something you're always going to get to see and i do i do like that it does seem like we're getting back to that where people aren't scared of slapping that rating on it yeah and then putting out something of that level so so i think that was the biggest thing walking out of it where i was like oh i got to see a cool bloody movie at the cinema and it was well made and it was decent. It didn't feel like an Evil Dead movie, but I still had a good time. It's kind of like my my like <laughs> real short cliff notes on how I felt with it. Yeah, surprising for Warner Bros. to do this because yeah, they they Ooh, typically yeah. wouldn't do this. You know, like I think one of the few times they probably did do it was Malignant, and so the fact that it it bombed so massively like it did that like I imagine they were reluctant to put this out, um, which hence why it wasn't on the cards for the longest time. And I'm and I completely agree with you. Like I'm glad they made that decision, and I'm glad it's paid off financially because I think in terms of horror in general for them it means we will get more violent horror films at the cinema which is absolutely Mm. fantastic um but yeah i mean i guess we can kind of transition into recommendations like it's it's really 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 difficult this one for me um because yeah i think as a film it is good um and i i I just have a suspicion that this is going to be one that people will like a lot more than i do in general um but obviously i can only give my own opinion on it I will say that it doesn't feel like for as much as I'm happy this is doing well at the cinema, the other side of that is it doesn't feel like a cinema horror. Um, it feels like a streamer movie that I've seen at the cinema and I'm grateful for that because seeing a, such a violent movie at the cinema is cool, but it's certainly not one that like you have to go out and go out of your way and see on the big screen. Um, but man, I'm really torn about a recommendation. Like it's, it's just so not evil dead and so much worse than the last evil dead movie that's like my two biggest takeaways but it is a good film um i i don't know i i I really don't know what to say i just want i just want your brain i feel like i can hear your brain so i don't i don't know because it feels like wrong whatever i say I mean, I, I recommend it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I enjoyed it. And I, I recommend it at the cinema because I do, I see where you're coming from, that it doesn't feel like a cinema release, but I want films like this to feel like a cinema release. And I'm glad it was put at the cinema. And I want, I want other, I want companies to continue to take these sorts of risks of putting these, these, these movies that, that are normally hidden away and, and behind a, 
you know, subscription service, put them in the cinema. Um, and, and yeah, I think if you're, if you're after evil dead canon and, and that sort of thing, you're not going to get it. But if you're after a fun, you know, bloody movie, uh, you know, that, that's still well-made, um, you could go a lot wrong, um, than, than, you know, not watching this movie. So yeah, I think, I think, you know, I'd say watch it and watch it at the cinema, but maybe, maybe put some like, cotton wool in your ear or something that might make it a little bit more enjoyable because it is it's fucking loud i don't know whether i'm just old <laughs> i'm gonna uh, i'm gonna stay salty with my recommendation because that's on brand with me um yes. so my recommendation is to go buy the blu-ray of evil dead 2013 um because it's an amazing man film. that's salty <laughs> even for you <laughs> <I know. laughs> You're like, oh yeah, yeah. Just go watch Psycho Gore. Yeah, you know what? I was, I was so torn either way that I was like, well, whatever oh, side yeah. I pick, I have to double down on it. So that's what I've done. <laughs> it's the only way. I can't, I can't. You can't just do it. Like I can't sit on the fence. So I'm gonna have to. No, you can't. Yeah, you can't ever. That's what I mean. Because like I'm like, oh, this movie's fine. Yeah, like, it's a. Uh, no, I'm gonna be like, known as someone who hates this film, though, which just isn't true. It's probably like a six or a seven out of ten in my mind. Like where I probably give it, you know, I probably give it like a seven, maybe. Mm. Like, I think just as a horror film, it's definitely at least a seven. You know, somewhere around there is like my own personal take on it. But yeah, you don't have that scale. No, you have you have an you have a nine or a ten or a one or a two. <laughs> so when you see something that's not like somewhere in the middle, you're like, I'm gonna have to just make it a bastard child and, and then put it down to one of those categories. <laughs> well, that's not true because I just said it was a seven. But no, I, I like to no, I like to live in the extremes. No, you, you said you, you said by evil dead. Uh, I stand by it. <laughs> I it twice instead of watching this piece of shit. No, I'm joking. I didn't mean that. <laughs> <laughs> you see, that's what you opened your mouth and this is what happened. Yeah, but it's more fun that way. <laughs> yeah, um, but listen, let's just all support Fede Alvarez in any endeavor because he's an amazing guy. Um, but yeah, that's our final words on Evil Dead Rise. Uh, very confused about what just happened. <laughs> um, this will be fun in the coming weeks to see like what, what what will be like the narrative for this film with us going forward. Because I feel like very quickly it's going to become we need to defend Fede at all costs. Therefore, the easiest way to do that is to shit on this film, and that's so unfair. <laughs> and that's like yeah, that's what well, we're annoyed about that people are doing with this film. And it's like I don't want to just do what they're doing in reverse, but sometimes that's the only way. Because that's what I spent this week like looking at is yeah the 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 kind of saying that Fede's was overrated. It does make me hate this movie, but yeah, I. I refuse to do that as opposed to what you just did. The same thing happened last year. I remember with Scream and everyone was like, oh, it's so much better than Scream yeah. 4. And I was like, well, you guys make me hate this fucking film now because now I'm going to have to say everything in which why Scream 4 is the superior film to last year's Scream. Like, it's just, it's so annoying when these things happen. <laughs> it's like, can't you guys just watch it and not compare? Like, because I do, it, all jokes mm. aside, I do think recency bias like is such a major aspect in all forms of media. But like horror yeah. just seems to have it constantly like it's so weird where the new thing will get bigged up but then the but then the things from like the recent past get completely shut on but then if you go back to what happened at the time that was the exact same reaction at the time it was like everyone was saying at the time that, that fede alvarez made like the best remake whilst these other ones were shit and that's now not the narrative that we get in 2023 and it just makes you wonder like if an evil dead movie happens in five years that same narrative is going to happen again of like well, yeah all well, those last two they weren't funny they weren't fun whereas this new one's fun like it's just weird um but yeah that was our discussion on evil dead rise we will take a quick break and we will be right back So yeah, that's uh, pretty much it for another week. Pretty crazy one in the bag. Um, Indeed. I feel exhausted after that one. I tell you, whew, that really, really yeah. took it out of me. Like especially these franchise movies, they just they take it out of you so much more than just when we watch some. They random really do. Film. They really do because it's you know we didn't we didn't even get into like you know um, what you know evil dead and the tv show and everything mm. else means to us it's like there's so much to unpack with a bloody evil dead barely mentioned whereas... bruce campbell travesty exactly exactly who is in you this know? film yeah you know it's just like you can't um you can't fit it all in no. you know that's the problem nope yeah um, i want to get back to you know 
I just want to watch like Renfield or something and just be like, okay, that's fine. Like Nick Cage, cool. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, we've got, um, obviously, yeah, we really want to see Renfield. So hopefully we'll get to see that very soon. Um, but yeah, it's Mm. it's pretty slow now. Like, I don't know when like the next upcoming scheduled horror film is for the cinema. Um, Mm. like, I don't think there's any in May off the top of my head, which would then wait until like June. So yeah, there is a lot of stuff on demand though. Like there's at least three or four that at least sound somewhat interesting. Um, and obviously we've had, we've got that Wes Craven to look forward to, even though we literally only did cursed like two weeks ago, (laughs) but like, I really want to watch red eye this 4k is just staring at me constantly um i have i have acquired the 4k nice. now ready to go <laughs> just in case yeah so it's that's gonna wow. be very exciting um but yeah that was a pretty mental one so yeah we're gonna leave it at that that was episode 345 thanks for listening as always and we'll see you again very soon see you later everyone I never could, how could I start that?